What if this Christmas could turn out to be the best, or is it too late? It can be terrible to even think that for some people who may have suffered or lost this year. For me to say that, when I wrote it, I thought, what a threat that is to some people to say, what if this Christmas could be the best? And we need to remember those in such sorrow or pain. But what if Christmas, even in spite of darkness, could be truly magical, could light you up? Maybe for a moment or two, what if everything could shine? What if it did shimmer-like, iridescent? So the only way to see it, to see something that good, is to close your eyes so you can hold on to it. Could it be possible? There's a starlight hanging in the window of a decorating store on Marine Drive near the Lionsgate Bridge. You have to sit in traffic to see it. But it's nice. It sparkles and shines. And for me, it points to something bigger. And I ask the question, could it be possible that everything shines? That everything lights up? And can it be so if we are burdened down, carrying a weight? What could make the whole world come to light? This is just about almost the darkest day of the whole year in the Northern Hemisphere. When those who came before us, long before us, determined to mark the birth of Jesus Christ, they chose December 25th. Partly because it was right about on that day, at that time in the history of our world, that people began being able to determine that the days were getting longer, not shorter. The world was coming to light again. And that's why. The declaration was that there is indeed something that can make the whole world shine. You can think about it in your life. Lots of things can be small and beautiful and temporary lights. You can gain energy from good news or a good job or money. People seem to really like money. But lasting light, lasting light that can light up your world, that comes only from love. If you know that you're loved, and I'm not saying that love is easy, but when you are loved so well that you know that it's no matter what, then you can know a peace and a security and even a hope that can bring things to light. If someone loves you beyond their own interest, if the love is self-giving and unconditional, it can create a safety that makes things spacious. It can also light things up. But is that just vain hope, like a kid's story, happily ever after? Too much. Is it that we grow up and accept the reality of things? That maybe we can't hope for a love that lights the whole world or our lives? And if not, then what can we hope for? Success. I chuckle at the thought even. <laughs> Success. Aim for that. That'll be a fulfilling dream. It's good, but it won't light up the world. Small successes, they can matter. 
At Christmas time, we often share in this place stories of shopping success or failure. I know small successes. Let me show you what is one of the most Christmassy photos of the year for me. Do you know where that is, anybody? Costco, thank you. Praise be to the Lord our God. And you can't see it because it's too small, but my car is parked, and I will fight you if you disagree with me. I mean verbally. But, well, you would lose because it's not true what you would say if I say my car is parked in the best spot in the Costco parking lot. It really is. And this is just a few days ago, and I took a picture of it. It was so bad because I loaded up my car, and there was some woman waiting for me, right? And then I had to wander away from the car, which don't you hate when people do that? Just so I could take this picture for you this Christmas. <laughs> and here's what happened. I went to Costco in the morning, it's supposed to open at 10, and I went there about, well, well before 10, even before. I went to, and I thought, I'll get there early and I'll do some reading. I'll do some work so that I'm one of the first ones in the store. And you know what they did? At 9 o'clock they opened the store. It's a Christmas miracle. And like the nine of us that were in the store were wandering around just smiling at each other, saying like, everybody else is a sucker. <laughs> it has that feeling. Why do we derive such pleasure from getting something that others don't get? Like you weren't there. Some of you were saying, yes, I was. You didn't get to shop at an almost empty Costco. People can be like that. Our world can be like that. I can be like that. Those who know me best know that. I can derive pleasure from kind of that ha feeling. It's our world, though, our world that sets us over and against each other so often. But that can break. I don't have a picture of it, but I have another story, not so successful, from Christmas comings and goings. This one took place in a post office on Lonsdale in that really weird store near 15th and Lonsdale. You've been in there, you go there to go to the post office and you walk past everything and go, what are they selling here? I don't understand. And I went on the last day that you could deliver, that you could go and mail parcels to get there on time to Ontario or wherever else, like to my family. The last day that you could go and mail parcels at the cheap rate which is a huge success for me because I usually spend like $60 to mail like a bag of peanuts, something like that. And I got there pretty early and there was just one person in front of me in line. But she knew that it was the last day for parcels too. And she had six parcels or maybe 60 or 30 or something like that, a lot. And they were, they were two people working at the counter and they both were helping her. And so I started to get a little bit impatient. I'm just kidding, I don't do that. I just grabbed my phone and thought, by the miracle of modern technology, as this woman is doing this, uh, her getting her things mailed, I can read a book on my phone. But it started to take so long. They had those little measuring tapes and they were measuring out every parcel. And it was five minutes and it was eight minutes and the line was getting longer and longer and longer. And then I noticed that they were both like something was wrong. You know how they huddle around the computer screens? And I'm like, oh, no. And then I did what you do. I thought, like, can she just maybe walk to the side and let me mail my parcels? But no. And it turns out that she didn't have the right address. And when you're in a line like that and you hear the, what the, the customer service people say, let's just Google it, you know that it's not working out well. So now the line is going back towards the door. It took 
to serve this woman, I'm not exaggerating, it took 23 minutes. And the line's going back and back and back. And I hear this little old lady, a few people back behind me, and she's so sweet and so little, and I think, how's she going to manage to stand up this whole time? And she says to the person in front of her, nicely, she says, I just came to buy a couple stamps. <laughs> <laughs> so as this woman is finally finishing, and she tipped them like 20 bucks, she didn't give me any money, though, for waiting, but anyway, I turn, because I was in a relatively good mood, I turn to the people, now it's getting towards the door, towards Lonsdale, and I turn and I said, is anybody here just to buy stamps? And I kind of look at the rest of the line, and, and I'm like, why doesn't anybody who's just buying stamps, you go on ahead? Five people. <laughs> and then people were laughing at me. And then people were mad at me because I let everybody go in front. But you could feel it just this moment, even in the silliness of it, even in a place like that, of people just coming together instead of apart. The claim at Christmas time is that there's a love to light up the world and bring people together. To the shepherds, these scattered characters, to the shepherds, good news of great joy for all people. Some would say the interpretation doesn't mean all. Good news of great joy to some people or to people on whom God's favor rests or good news of great joy to all men, but really it means all people. The claim is that with the Christ child, God has become human, and God is showing his love for all people. And what Jesus has done for me, he's done for every one of you. This love is unconditional and self-sacrificial and redeeming and life-giving for all people. That's the claim. He shows us a higher way. He humbles himself and reaches out even when we are blind or fearful or selfish. Our series, this Advent series, we've called it the sense of Christmas, smell and sound and sight and today touch. God took on flesh. And I have this question in my mind, how close could God get to us? We're so used to dividing and creating distance one to another. And often, we could argue for good reason. So driving home from Costco the other day, I hear what is, to me, the most Christmassy thing I've heard on the radio this year. It was an interview. Anna Maria Tremonti on The Current. Did you hear this? She was interviewing three people. One was a microbiologist, one was a germ specialist, which I guess is different than microbiologist, and another was a travel blogger. And they were talking about how terrible planes are for spreading disease. It was so Christmassy. One of the first questions was, what's the safest place on a plane? And the microbiologist said, the overhead bin. <laughs> Everything else is a nightmare. He said, I've timed people. Men take an average of two minutes to go to the washroom on a plane, women three and a half. And then he said, can you imagine the germs they're spreading in that time? The travel blogger was asked, what is it that makes you wary? And he said, well, it's not so much anything on the plane that makes me wary. I'm just wary of all the people. And then he said this, and I, I mean this, I won't get the quote exact, but he says, whenever I fly and I think this is the best advice, I just try to, to have no interaction with anybody at all. And then he said, 
but not in an antisocial way. It continued. The message was keep your distance. And I thought as I listened to it, I thought about the incarnation. How could God get any closer to humanity, willing to take on not just our germiness, but our sinfulness? A God who can be touched. And driving down further, born into a rundown manger in a backwards town to a nothing couple announced to outcast shepherds. And the call goes out to wayward worshipers, the wise men, as we've called them historically, these three guys who came from afar. They were stargazers. They worshipped the skies, and God used those skies that they worshipped to call them to the one who loved the whole world. How much closer could God get? How much more ordinary? And your life, well, your life is stellar and big compared to the lives of those people in that time. So can you see it? It's the question this Christmas. Everything shines in light of his love. All I can do is tell you that and tell you that I believe it and I've seen it. Everything shines in light of his love. If this is real, shepherds, stables, that how God came to earth, shepherds and stables and a refugee family, because that's what they were. If this is real, if a love like this is real, it might be worth living for or in light of or giving your life to. The Christian claim is not only that he shows the way, but that he is the way. And the Christmas story right from the start is for everyone. And you say, well, I don't believe this. That's okay. <laughs> I won't say, we'll try to prove it to you. I'll just say that I believe it's for everyone. And my response is, can you think of a better way than a self-giving, unconditional love for all people? If you see people in light of this, you'll see them transformed and brought to light little quote I read this week. It has seemed to me, this is someone who has seen this light of Christ, and they say, it has seemed to me sometimes as though the Lord breathes on this poor gray ember of creation and turns it to radiance for a moment or a year or the span of a life. And then it sinks back into itself again. And to look at it, no one would know that it had anything to do with fire or light Wherever you turn your eyes, the world can shine like transfiguration. You don't have to bring a thing to it except a little willingness to see. Or, you can put it this way, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O oh, hear the angel voices, O oh, night divine. Merry Christmas. <laughs>